Welcome back to Face Off Spot. This is your host, Adam Larson, and we'd like to thank you guys for tuning in to another episode. We always appreciate it when you guys tune in. And as usual, we are sponsored by Rubes Brews, but we just so happen to have Rubes here. Rubes, would you like to do the Rubes Brews part? I would. Welcome back to the tap room, Adam. Uh, it feels great to be back. Um, tell everybody what's going on with Rubes Brews. This this has a very uh, nostalgic, uh, Matt Taylor, did I get that right? <laughs> a lot right. of nostalgia going on here. I'm going to use that word probably multiple times throughout the evening. A lot of nostalgia uh, being here in the Rubes Brews tap room. We are back in, I'm still, it's Grand Prairie, but I'm going to consider it home. I'm going to consider it Mansfield. But Rubes, thank you so much for uh, allowing me and somebody else that we'll talk about here in a second uh, being here. And we, I just... It feels good to be back. It does. It's uh, it's always a pleasure. Thank you guys for coming. Just to paint the picture, we have a, a fire going. We're watching NHL hockey. There's cold beer, so we're cozy. So we're saying we're saying this is kind of like a a boys' night. This is a, a fun evening. It is. This is a uh, maybe maybe a throwback. Maybe this is a throwback episode. I think so. Why not? We used to have boys uh, hanging out, drinking beer, watching hockey, talking podcast. We did used to do this, didn't we? We did. This yes. was a thing we used to do. We're doing it again. We are doing it again. And uh, <laughs> for everybody else, I know that uh, most of the time we kind of throw the uh, uh, the guests up. Or I don't even think you guys are guests. I think this is just a face-off spot episode. Uh, but to my left, I also have Matt Taylor, who is the other half of the face-off spot. He's been on the show a handful of times at this point, but uh, every once in a while we get to a point where we just have to call a... Can we call this a team meeting? Can we call it this? We we can, but when the when the bucket gets really low, you just got to fill it up with someone. That, well, I'm that guy. <laughs> no, well, hey, Matt, you do a great job with that. But I I, I do appreciate the fact that there's a lot of times because I always call the Matt Taylor list the Matt Taylor list, and I know it's my least fun list. I know it's the the least fun part of my whole episode. I know I throw you under the bus quite a bit, but I, the reason that I do that is so people at least know. Hey, this is the person that helps me with the podcast. I almost feel selfish sometimes when I'm the the person talking and they don't realize that I have uh, somebody that's helping me out. But I try and put your name out there uh, as much as possible, even if it's kind of in a negative setting, because it's the list that I feel compelled to do. Um, and I always call it the Matt Taylor list. I don't. I've never asked you how you felt about that. Uh, it's okay. Someone someone's got to do the business work around here. Some of us just get to hang around. Talk back. <laughs> well, sometimes mom and dad got to come in and, and handle some of the business things. Well, what's funny is, and Matt Taylor, I think that um, I think that what you're trying to say is that we we really we're we're a good we're we're good partners. We we kind of complement each other pretty well here. Um, and we're not going to kind of release what kind of. Uh, business meeting we were on this past week. But one of the things I told you is that you do a good job of, of stopping me from rambling for too long when we're trying to to get our message across because I'm good at that. But um, I feel like I need you for all these business meetings. And that's why I have you on. So I really don't think people understand that you are literally like the other half uh, of the podcast and everything that we do, we do together. And every meeting that we have with somebody it's you and me. So I just feel like sometimes I hope everybody appreciates you uh, as much as I do. And this may be the last good thing I say about you because we're about to start the episode. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, no, we we also just ordered a set of those uh, directional guiders they have at the airport that I can start waving you off when you start going off on a on a tangent every time. So it, it's a good thing to have in the bag. The thing that happens, Matt Taylor, is we call it a spiral. But I feel like you knowing me as well as you do and us talking enough is that you realize when I'm on one of these kind of like spirals. So when we're talking to somebody, it's kind of like, okay, I think I know what Adam is trying to say. 
Um, but I think that's just, that's what, that's what good uh, business partners do is they understand the, uh, I don't know, the abilities of their partner and the pros and cons. And maybe one of my cons is not necessarily uh, staying on topic when we're talking to people uh, about business relations with the podcast. So I really appreciate you uh, helping me with that. Yeah, if absolutely. not, if you weren't there, I'm pretty sure that people would just run all over me and then I'd wake up and be like, Matt Taylor, I agreed to all these things. We can do this, right? And then it would be very not good. No, yeah, it's, it's, been, a, it's been a lot of fun. So let's just try to keep it going. Well, what yeah. business? You got business to talk about? Well, announcement? Uh, we can't. Something? Well, so we can't really, or can we like, no, or yeah, well, yeah. That'd be all. I have an announcement, but. Okay. Well, yeah. No, let, I'll let you decide whether you want to make your own. No, I, I don't think we should talk about it yet because I don't think anything's like super solid. But I, I felt good about everybody's like, oh, we don't care. If you're not going to tell us what it is, we don't care. But I will, I will say that I, I left the meeting, and I hope you feel this way, Matt Taylor. I left that meeting feeling good about the future of what it is that we were talking the, the about. The future of things with the podcast, the future of hockey in Texas. Lots of. Lots of really cool stuff coming yes. down the pipeline. Yes, yes. And and this is uh, maybe, I give it maybe uh, two or three weeks, and I'm sure that there will be an announcement. Um, but either way, um, Rubes, you have something. You have an <laughs> announcement. We're just trying to push this uh, back off on you. Um, but what's your announcement, Rubes? Well, I mean, uh, the, nudes, the news for Rubes Brews is that Rubes Brews is turning three years old. Three years old. Weeks. I wish I had little uh, sound effects board. Does this would be? We can do that maybe. Well, I was about sounder. Throw a sounder in. No, but this is when I have good ideas, and Matt Taylor's like, "Oh yeah, there's a thing for that. We can do that." (laughs) But if if there was one, it would have been the applause uh, sound effect. Yes, dude. I can't believe it's been three years since we've been brewing beer. I mean, that's pretty wild. Yeah. Well, here we are, three years old. Um, gonna start brewing more. Just the the pilsner and then our IPA, Adam, for the face off spot. Those are the next ones that I really Mm -hmm. want to do. But we're also going to celebrate the three-year uh, birthday for Rubes Brews with an event coming up. Yes. Uh, so I, I do. I do. Uh, so I know about this event, um, and this is not necessarily maybe an event for everybody. But would you like to speak on this event? Yeah, I would. I mean, it. Uh, it's been something that's. This is like the seventh year, but now that Rubes Brews has kind of become a thing, we're we're just going to rebrand it. It's yeah. Gonna, it's going to be called the Rubes Brews Classic from now on. This, As the years go on, and would you? And you don't have to if you don't want to. But do you want to explain what the Rubes? Oh no, well, uh, is we got an opportunity several years ago, and I think a lot of people will find this interesting. To be honest with you, I know there's probably some people listening already know about this, um, but some of you may not. Uh, about seven years ago, we had an opportunity with through our uh, season ticket holder relationship with the Stars and all that kind of stuff to basically buy tickets to a Stars game, mm-hmm. and then the perk of buying, you know. 35, 40, 60 tickets, whatever it may be, they said, hey, put together a group of hockey players, whoever you want, and play a game on the ice at the American Airlines Center. Yes. And so everybody jumped at that. They're like, what? Like, we only have to pay for a ticket, but we can go play a game at the American Airlines Center on the ice, you know, getting ready in the tunnel, you know, with uh, away, you know, locker rooms and all that kind of stuff and be able to do all that. And so people have just, we've loved it. We've loved it. And it has been an amazing event for yeah, well, and so I have basically the that's basically what it is. So get a group of guys together. This year it's gonna be Rude Brews Black versus Rude Brews White. So it's a fun event. So here's the thing, though, is that and I I do I got the invite. I do plan on playing. Um, 
But here's the interesting part. When you when you break up a team into black and white, a lot of <laughs> questions start getting asked. Like, well, whose team am I on? Who gets to pick the rosters? Is there a okay. draft? We want to know the behind the scenes for this Rubes Brews uh, American Airlines well, Very game. quickly. For the past two years, we have had two lopsided games. Two years ago, I got whooped nine to zero. Yep. And then la- or a year ago, whatever it was, you know, we, didn't, we couldn't do it during COVID. We beat the other team nine to zero. I'm like, all right. So me and uh, sh- shout out Kirk Anderson, our yeah, yeah, designer yeah, for all yeah, yeah, yeah. He's designed. It. I told him this year. I said, me, we are drafting teams. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how <laughs> you're you gonna do draft it. players, and I'm gonna draft players. I'm not picking this by myself because apparently I can't do it. <laughs> well, so here, here's the thing though: is it it can add a little bit more fun, and there's a couple different ways that you can do this. Um, but it, it is a thing. If if guys want to get together and do like a live draft, sometimes that's a lot of fun. But then if a guy gets picked last, sometimes he doesn't feel too great about it. But you can also kind of do it over like uh, like a Zoom or like people like feeling involved. And to be honest with you, since it's just the boys, I feel like it kind of adds like a little bit of a competitive nature within people that are uh, more often than not uh, friendly and 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 fun. So it's almost just like I kind of I kind of want to battle. I want to battle my friend. <laughs> I want to, you know, like I want to know because well, I'm feel- picking you over John Rubio right away. Oh, so. dude, there's no choice. There's Done. no chance. There's no chance. If if, <laughs> if if your brother, but here's the other thing too, because I was going to ask this: Do you is there any sort of like brotherly loyalty, or are you just like are you picking best, man? Because that's tough. Like, best. okay, cause but it, he's. I mean, come on. He's well, no, he's one. He's one of the best. But here's the thing: <laughs> Do you uh, do you have to pick him number one? I feel because, like he's stuck with me no matter what, you know? Like, even yeah. if I don't pick him number one. <laughs> well, but, here, but here's the thing. I'll never know if, if I was the other captain, though, I really feel like I would just, to try and mess with you, I would get, because I think if I got your brother on my team, he would be like, here's how we get into Chris's head. Here's how we here's how we do this, boys. Like, it's almost like if you're going to get the guy, because he's a good hockey player, too, but if I can get a good hockey player and somebody that just kind of knows the, uh, the blueprints of your mind, in a way, and we yeah. can get in there, because... I know that this is going to be a fun thing, but if I show up for Rubes Brews, whether or not I play on the black or white team, I'm coming to win. I'm out for blood. I want yeah, to win. And, and that's how it's been for the past couple of years. Yeah. You know, some so other guys got their feelings hurt whenever the game went lopsided. I'm like, all right, I'm not handling that anymore. But yeah. I like where you're going with this. Yeah. We can draft. We can have a little fun with it. You know, all the boys know each other and all that yeah. kind of stuff. I put together both teams so everybody knows each other. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really be a lot of fun. Yeah. Okay. Well, but anyway, yeah. it's coming up. So... I will have some tickets, so if you guys want to, if anybody's out there wants to go to that game on uh, basically the way they're doing it, normally we would go see a Stars game. We would, we would play, I'm sorry, let me back up. We would play a hockey game on the ice, and then two and a half hours later, we would go back into the arena and yeah. watch the Stars play whoever. Yes. Well, with COVID, they're changing it, so now we have to play on an off day. Yeah. But still, regardless, we do have tickets to the game uh, on February 27th, Sunday, against Buffalo, 1 o'clock. If anybody wants to go... Contact me because we'll have extra tickets. So we get to go to the game on Sunday, and then our game is open to the public. Anybody can come. Uh, one o'clock on Tuesday, right? Whenever everyone's working, right? Just take off of work. No big deal. <laughs> but here, but, but here, here, here's the subtle nudge, though, and I think Chris, this is what this is what you are understanding here is that I think people understand if if they've spent enough time around you, me, or any any of the Rubes Brews crew, it's going to be worth taking off of work. To yeah. come and hang out during it the is day every year, man. Like every nobody even has to be asked twice. I'm like, hey, like we have a game. Yeah, it ended up on like Thursday, and they're like, I'm there, you know, because everybody knows how much fun it is. It's yeah. just Again, you know, we talk about events that are just hockey. It's yeah. hockey. It's fun, you know, with a good group of people. I mean, that kind of stuff people like to be a part of. You yeah. Know, so. 
Well, and and I'm I am looking forward to it, and um, I do want to win. I hope that I'm on your team, even though you know I kind of like to play against you sometimes. Uh, <laughs> but who's going to be the other goalie? Uh, so do my cousin, yeah, my cousin uh, Andy Fierro. He's he's flown in from Albuquerque for the past almost five out of six years here. In oh wow! And so yeah, he's a very good goaltender too. He plays A League out there in, in Albuquerque, so he'll be the other goalie. Ten players on each side. Bruise brews on both sides, branded with our jerseys. We're mm-hmm. doing uh, um, event themed koozies. Yeah, uh, that I can show you later. Yeah, I've seen the, the event. Yes, I have those seen. available too for you know to be able to get out to the public. So yeah, it's gonna be fun. You know, it just so happened that we got our date, and Bruise brews is turning you know three at about the same time, and so it's kind of fun to just be like, hey, it's three years. This is fun. You know, it's wonderful. So, well, no, that's good. But Matt, you're invited, by the way. Okay, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> I assume it's one of those things where, like, uh, I just feel like Matt is a part of, the, part of Rube's Bruce. He was not there for the charity game against Lone Star Warriors. Uh, he's just, he, he's a part of the crew when we get into the extra uh, curricular and stuff. And I've got a solution for the draft issue. Okay, let's hear uh, it. The same solution the NHL came up with. So I don't know if a car is in budget. Uh, they gave a car to the last guy picked, and I think it was Phil Kessel. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> if, if you've got that in the Rube's Rube's budget, uh, I might be able to pop for like a keychain or something. <laughs> Some prize for the you last guy. You might get guy. two koozies. You yeah. Might, yeah, the two koozie deal. I like that. You might get a second. I might share beer with you. Yeah. That may be the, what you get that day. I mean, but here's the thing. Let's just sell it this way. You get to hang out with me and Rubes and Matt Taylor uh, if you're part of the family. Anyway, yeah. come hang out. With no, us. it really is. It's a lot of fun. Like you get, every, They let people go into the American Island Center and watch the game. Yeah. And then, you know, there's a lot of places around there to hang around, have drinks, have food, obviously, like after that. So. We're, we're gonna. Fun. It's an event. It is an event. And here's the thing: is there might be some of our listeners that are off on a Tuesday. Yeah, exactly. Let's I, that. I guess that's the reason I wanted to kind of put it out there is because you know we got our group and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But if anybody's interested and they really want to get on this either this year if we have an open spot or maybe in the future, you know, it's something for people to be like, hey, like I I would love to do that because we've had people come in and out over the years who are like, hey, that's awesome. That's kind of like a once in a lifetime mm-hmm. opportunity potentially to go skate in the American Airlines Center ice and you know. Yeah, do all the things that Dallas Stars do, you know, with with uh, the you know like the access, like going down in the tunnel and mm-hmm. you know getting out there and you know them playing the horn and all that kind of stuff and doing what they do. I mean, it's just a lot of fun. You feel like a kid again. You know? Well, and so here's the other thing too, and um, this is only one of the reasons that I'm kind of looking forward to it. But um, one of the cool things about the American Airlines Center is that they do have like some of the best equipment as far as ice making. And I I just whenever I went there because we kind of went there to train on some equipment that. We don't currently have at the Star Centers, but we just kind of wanted to learn about it because we thought we might get it one day. But we were able to get out there on the ice, and it is unbelievably good. It's it so is. great. And this is somebody that has a lot of pride in their own ice-making ability. Yes, and you know what I've already said. I've been on that ice how many years now? Yeah. Your ice is right there whenever it's good. Yeah. At Mansfield, it's right up there with the AAC. So you just yeah. put that but I And I hate to say this, but a lot of times when I hop out on the ice right away, I, I'm Part of me is a little too prideful or too, you know what I mean? A little <laughs> bit too like, ah, I'm sure this isn't good. But the ice of the AAC is just that kind of like next level. Um, a lot of it comes from, and I know a lot of people think about like the, uh, when they watch the Zamboni and it sprays the water out of the back instead of laying it, like there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of good things about that um, ability to do that. So instead of laying, wa- you know, water at a, a, a and a heavy, heavy uh, water delivery, which has a lot of oxygen, a lot of bubbles. It, that spray is just, it, it's like layering like very, very fine sheets of, of ice on top of fine sheet of ice on top of fine sheet of ice. 
there is just no air in it and you can tell like there is no um the mo- the the I guess I could relate it to like being on like soft or hard ground like the difference between the two is like how much space is like in between the layers I know this might kind of sound weird but yep. it like there is no space in between the layers of ice that they put on top of yeah. the the next layer like and you it, can see it, it like if you go to the AAC and you're down low mm-hmm. watch the Zamboni in between and I know exactly what you're talking about you can yeah. just see this perfect spray and it just aerosol and it doesn't bubble there's no bubbling like you don't want air air is the enemy of ice you can't freeze air Mm -hmm. Uh, that's the first thing they tell you when you go in to take any of these classes about these but uh anyway just less air when you have the the spray nozzles out of the back and that's the thing that i think most people don't realize until we go do it everyone's like oh i want to go to the ac yeah Yeah, i want to skate on the ice and then you get out there and you start moving the puck and you start skating and you realize that the puck almost Runs away from you. Oh, yeah. Like, because, it goes too far ahead. Yeah. yeah. Like the friction is just literally non-existent and it just goes a little further than you're not used to, you know, yeah. and you're like, whoa, like this thing is fast, you yeah. know, and it's just, it's just really fun. It's well, it's unique. because we're not as fast as the pro players, but yeah. the pro players need that. Could you imagine, <laughs> could you imagine pro players? And this does happen from time to time because our, you know, nights where a certain arena has bad ice, but can you imagine them fumbling for the puck? No, behind they would be irate, which you know they had in years past, even back to dating back to Reunion Arena. Mm-hmm. They would talk about how bad the ice conditions were, yeah. with the poor technology and the um, ambient conditions, as far as like it being hot, like back for like the '90s, you know, yeah. cup runs. They'd be like, "The ice is just terrible." Yeah, you know, and they hated it. So, yeah, I mean, it's but it, it 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 is one of those things though that you get used to what ice you practice and play right. on. So the 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 tough part, I think, for them probably in that in that point where the ice wasn't good here, they probably got used to the ice down here. They're probably they're they're I've, I'm assuming this is just a broad assumption, but their their issue wasn't with the ice down here, even though they knew it was bad. It was when they would go to play in other arenas, and it was just a completely different. Yeah, like, no, I game. bet you know it's an adjustment. It really is. You don't think about it until you start skating around and realizing like my whole timing is off because well, I was either. Worse or better, you know what I mean? So. But but I, I think the thing that gets overlooked quite a bit, though, is because, like, for us here, I mean, I know uh, uh, Chris and I play at uh, Farmers, even though I haven't this season. Uh, but I usually play at Farmers, but what happens most of the time is, like, people just get used to, like, where they play. And what they don't understand is the ice conditions from rink to rink can vary in multiple ways it's like night and day especially whenever i go skate at mansfield and then i go skate farmers yeah it's like not even the same there's just but there's just kind of like small uh subtle differences but uh uh, either way i did want to get into something here because i feel like we're all at like and this doesn't minimize any any of ours uh experiences within the past i would say six months to a year but i kind of want to talk about so we have matt taylor who has a young son that is getting into hockey, has been skating for a little bit. We have Chris Rubio, who's the head coach of an 8U team in Mansfield. And then we have myself, who is a high school coach of a JV bronze team in Mansfield, which I've talked about uh, quite a bit, but I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about um, where we are all at in our respective zones as far as what are people that we care about are doing well maddie's gonna take this one to start because he's oh, well, got the yes. young ones i see him i go skate in the morning and then i see him with the little ones out doing the what is it what is it the hockey academy yes but you can start because I, I did that for a while but now it's uh but talk from your perspective but, but, but before before matt gets started here and i hate to take away from Matt, but um i will say that um i gave and and Bray, or yeah Braden, your son he uh he was on the ice a little bit um would you say like probably over a year ago 
Um, but then it got to the point where he needed some lessons. Uh, I was able to give him some lessons and he was just, I felt like super into it and he just was really ready to start playing. And now he is like kind of getting into playing. So I kind of want you to talk about uh, what it's like. Cause I think a lot of the parents that are listening kind of can remember what it was like when they got their kid interested in the game. But can you kind of talk about like what he's been going through by like starting what I would consider like a difficult game to learn, but then also your perspective of being like a hockey player that's played for quite a while and and what that's like, because yeah. I think a lot of people can uh, relate. Yeah, so we we did really got him on the ice really early. Um, he was about oh, two and a half or so. Yeah. Um, but once the pandemic happened, um, we weren't able to really go skating much, mm-hmm. um, you know, for a year or so. And so we had gotten him a whole bunch of gear. He did the, uh, the little rookies program before all that. Yeah. Um, but then didn't get to really touch his gear for a year and a half or so. Um, and so that was a long time to, to kind of go from getting your feet wet yeah. uh, on the ice and getting to play a little bit to, to not really doing much. Um, so after the pandemic, we were able to get him back out there. And I, uh, I really wanted to, uh, to go out there with him, you know, teach him, you know, show him stuff. Yeah. Um, but I think, I think being a parent on the ice with him, um, he more wanted to, to kind of just stay by me and mm-hmm. not really kind of go out on his own. Yeah. Um, so one of the things I decided to do was while he's kind of initially learning some of this stuff, I was going to kind of back away a little bit. Yeah. So I said, hey, Adam, you know, he's he's hasn't skated in a couple in, you know, a year and a half or so. Can you kind of look at him, guide him a little bit and then we'll jump him into some hockey academy stuff? Yeah. Um, and so that's where we're at now. He's uh, he's coming out twice a week. Yeah. Um, and he's not he's not at the point, I think, where he's super into sports yet. Obviously, he's just kind of having a good time yeah there. and there's other there's kids a, out there, yeah, that, there yeah and there's other kids out there that are skating circles around him um and he's he's not out there you know waking up every day saying hey i want to go play hockey right but every day we're like hey let's let's go to the rink and he's like okay yeah let's mm-hmm. go yeah. so he's he's not super super you know excited to go play but every single time we ask him you want to go play his answer is always yes yeah um and for for someone who i don't think super into sports yet or anything like that the fact that he keeps wanting to do it uh, is a good sign, but but also you got to give people at least a, a frame of reference. He's only what? He's six? he's six. Six. Okay, so you got a six-year-old. He's a six-year-old with the with the two hundred forty pound body size, six <laughs> foot tall. He's he's a man child out there. <laughs> no, what what I think I think what is funny though, what is pretty awesome though, is that I kind of got to see it from the point of view of like him taking that first lesson and like first lesson, he's kind of like. And rightfully so, but like a little nervous. He's like, oh, what am I doing here? What's going on? And all of a sudden, he kind of he gets to like it a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. He gets to like it. And then he starts actually kind of like looking forward to the lessons a little bit. I don't want to put any words in, you know, anybody's mouth, but he, he starts to get uh, a little more comfortable out there. But I think a lot of parents can kind of relate to that. of have seen their kid kind of, and I don't want to say Braden was struggling, but like just struggling to learn how to skate or, you know, struggling. Like it's a hard game to learn, it's, but you kind of have to let them struggle a little bit. Yeah, and, it, and it's, you know, it's a hard game to to describe. You know, a lot of this is muscle memory. Yeah. Right? yeah. And so unless, unless, Repetition. You, unless you've been coaching for years, it's hard to explain how to change your, how to, you know, shift weight onto your edges. Right. It's yep. hard to explain how to do some of this stuff. Yeah. Uh, and so that's where, you know, getting involved in little rookies or in some private lessons. Um, and he doesn't have to be private lessons every week, right? But right. It's, it's the fact that you're able to, you know, let him talk to somebody who can explain something differently or yeah. or kind of just guide him in, in a little bit of a different direction than you were. And maybe that'll 
be yeah. the thing that, that well, sparks. And the other thing too is I, I really thought about like when I was doing lessons with him because I think that we talked about it because you're a good hockey player, but it was one of those that's like he's not going to listen to his dad as much as he is from somebody else. Yeah, he wants to. When I'm out there, he wants to play. He wants right, to play, yeah, yeah, have fun, yeah. and so he's not focused on like what 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 am I telling him to do? Right. He's yeah. focused on like how can I like get the puck from you or how can I slash you in the leg yeah right? slash he, he in the leg you hear that <laughs> slash in the leg where, <laughs> where is he learn that i don't know i don't if know anybody if any, i don't uh, know if anybody knows matt know. taylor not I quite sure can't imagine sometimes like genetics is a real deal it's like a real it thing. is and it just shows itself it <laughs> rears ugly face and you're like oh my I'll, gosh even this though he's gonna be a lot better looking than i am so at least he'll have that going for him oh well if hey he's gonna oh, okay. be in the box he'll be the good looking he'll kid. be the yeah. good looking goon you know someone's someone has to take that load yeah yeah. Well, hey, what's funny, though, is I really felt like, and this is kind of maybe bringing back something else, but I can kind of remember when the podcast got started and we'd make like subtle jokes like because you had I mean, you've you've been with the pod since like almost the very, very beginning. But we used to kind of make jokes about like, oh, Matt Taylor, he's the one that's in the box at the end of the game. Da, 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 da. Never violent penalties, not a dangerous player. He's more of a strategic. I'm going to take a take a thing, uh, take a trip, maybe take a little penalty here. Maybe, um, but it's but but I feel like I feel like I would be disingenuous to not uh, tell our listeners that there's a bit of a history. There's with, there's a line. There is a line. You ride that line very. The, I do the, the best possible. Like to be honest with you, it's almost infuriating how close. It's like everybody. You could ask somebody like, "Hey, what's it? that's a gray area." Not I'm not gonna. Sure. I'm not gonna beat anybody to the line. Yeah. Uh, cause I'm not fast, yeah. but I may walk along it just fine. You will, <laughs> but you understand, but Matt, you understand the game very well. And I think that you know where to pick your spots. And I do think that it's a skill. So if you can take these compliments and, <laughs> and oh, it is a skill. yeah, it, well, it, it is a skill. It really is. It, but you kind of have to be, uh, you have to be in that area for a bit to, to kind of figure that out. But, uh, Chris Rubio, I feel like I probably know, um, uh, obviously not as much about your current team as you do but i do know a little bit but i'm still going to ask the questions um how is your season going how did it how is it going i have what a lot is, of thoughts adam i, I know i know i know i know i was about to say because you're like um and i do mean this in the best way like you are a legitimate eight you coach like you're coaching these kids to be good hockey players and to um I'm trying to say this in the best way because I I, I, be, I believe in what you're doing, but can you speak on it? Sure. Um, you know, we're playing in, a, you know, top tier house league, you know, AU for, um, you know, at Mansfield Hockey. And we've, uh, man, it's just been, it's it's been interesting. You know, we don't have a group, even though we're playing in the top tier as far as, um, you know, talent wise and, um, you know, with the other you know, teams all around in the Metroplex and all that kind of stuff, you know, we, we still have a lot of young kids, you know, I mean, for better, for lack of better words, you know, we still have a lot of babies on our team. You know, we've got, you know, half the team who just turned seven at the beginning of the season. And then we've got, you know, some, uh, older, you know, uh, kids that are eight, but you know, they didn't start, you know, maybe even as young as they would have wanted to. So we've had a long way to come and it has been fun. I mean, and, and I think any parent right now would tell you, you know, you started in September. It's February. Boy, it feels like a long season. You know, I mean, yep. you you work so hard for three or four months and get to you know a halfway point in December, and everyone takes a break, and then you just jump right back into it. 
And it just feels like a long, you know, a long season for everybody, you know, and I think any mom or dad listening right now can sympathize with that. Like it's a long season. There's ups and downs. Um, but for me as a coach, you know, I, I just want these kids to get better. You yeah. know, I, mm-hmm. I, I, it's so weird. I already have graduation goggles on with some of them where I look at them and I'm like, they're going to move on. Yeah. I've got them for the next three weeks or so. And then that could be it. Yeah. And, you know, and I, at the beginning of the season, that's what I really wanted. I just want them to get better. Yeah. You know, whenever I got them in September to wherever I got them now, I just want to be better hockey players. And, and that's has to, has had to been my focus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because there's so much noise, you mm-hmm. know. Oh, there's my yeah. goodness, you know, like there's a lot of noise going around around whenever, you know, it the, the focal point and the most important part of it should just be the kids yes. having fun, getting better at hockey and enjoying their year, right? Yeah. And I can honestly say we have. You know, mm-hmm. we've blocked out a lot of the noise and a lot of the stuff that goes on that parents know about with politics and with this and that's and and, you know, the things that don't add to the player's progression, they don't add to their happiness, they don't mm-hmm. add to the value that they have as a hockey player. And none of that stuff helps. And just for lack of better terms, like uh, uh, Happy Gilmore, block out the bad. Yeah. Block out bad. Well, but, let in good, <laughs> you know, and we have. I, th- I think so. the good thing, though, that you're saying, and even though it might not necessarily be the best thing, I think it's good for people to hear, is that this starts at Mike's. It does, and it yeah, started, even though this, this even is, though we're in an eight U, you know, this started a couple years ago in six U too. You know, I mean, this yeah. is not new, but um, I am happy to report that our first game of the season in leveling, we lost to a team in Frisco. That it's one of those teams where you look at a few kids, and I'm I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. You say, show me the papers. Yeah, they're yeah. Un- I can almost look eye level with them, and I'm mm-hmm. a 37 year old man. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. the first game of the season, we lost to them in leveling nine to one. Mm-hmm. And I remember watching that game and being like, wow, like I don't I didn't even know what to think. I didn't even know what to say because there were so many things that I could look at and be like, we're we just we've got to come up. Yeah, we yeah. played them this last weekend, beat them five to two. Yep, same team. And that is exactly the only thing that I look forward to and that I really gauge us is like, how did we start the beginning of the season? Mm-hmm. It's a nine to one game, same group of kids on both sides. Yep. And here we are in February and they know so much more. They're faster, they're stronger, they're smarter. And there they are, you know, they're beating a team that handled them at the beginning of the season, yep. you know, and I look at that and I look at it as a victory, you know, I really do. And I think any coach would do that right now is how we gotten better over the season. What's mm-hmm. the answer? Yep. For me, it's yes. And I, I feel like, me and, you know, my assistant coach, Mike Toth, we've done a really good job of just letting the kids have fun and letting them get better without them really even knowing it. Yeah. Well, and I, I think one of the biggest things there is that um, I think sometimes, and I don't I don't really want this to be a show that's just about, you know, calling out parents all the time because it's, it's, <laughs> it's not fair. I no, think, not at all. I, I mean, think I think sometimes I get never. frustrated, but it's not fair. But I, I think that sometimes they want the results too quickly. And that team bonding takes like quite a bit of time. You're so right, Adam. But that was the thing. At the beginning of the season, it was like, we got to get, you know, we got to be playing the best hockey. Mm -hmm. We got to be winning games. These kids hadn't skated together before. And we have to go play four leveling games against kids who had been in the level already before the last season. But yet, like you said, there's an expectation over here to like to, get, to, yeah but, win right but, but it's an expectation <laughs> without ever seeing that team actually work together yeah it's almost just like will this family work out like i don't know they're all good people on their own yeah, just throw them together like, like throw them happens. all together i'm sure it'll work out like they're <laughs> like it's almost like they completely take out the fact that like people are different yeah. <laughs> that you can have two good hockey players I'm, I'm just saying two good hockey players don't or disagree all of a sudden that's an issue 
You know what I mean? It's not a skill thing. It's about right. everybody like buying in. And the, the most frustrating part, I think, and I think most coaches can agree that this has probably happened to them at some point or another. But I think the thing that sucks is that when you battle, you battle, you battle. And towards the end of the season, you all start clicking. You figure it out. And then season's over. Yeah. And you start over again. And it's almost like um, one thing that I've really tried to pick up is like, the sooner we can get to that point, the better our season will be. Absolutely. Like, it, 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 but there's some there's some teams where that never happens. Right. It never happens through the whole season. Mm. But you see, if you do happen to see it happen towards the later of the season, consider it a success. You know, still consider it a success because nope. there's a lot of, there's just so many personalities, so many yes. different people, so many. And if you can get everybody on the same page pretty much at any point, throughout the season you've done a good job yeah you're right and then i think that makes the best you know just as far as everybody but it kind of reminds me whenever you go to work right like you start a new job you're going to meet you know x amount of people everyone's got different personalities yeah like you know everyone's going to have to come together in some way when everyone's so different to like come together to meet a common goal and it's the same way for you know your hockey teams yeah well and and the, the thing too is that and and i'll get into my season here in a minute but it's like you care about all the kids. You're just trying to figure out how to best make it, you know, because yeah. I feel like there's some parents sometimes they are like, you don't care about my kids. It's like, no, I definitely do. Yeah. I'm just trying to figure out how to make all of these things fit together. Right. Like, because the thing is, is that most times the parents, I'm sorry, parents, I'm not ragging on you, but sometimes they're only focused on one piece of it where you're focused on correct 12 to 15. Right. And pieces. I think that's inherent. Like, you have your kid, same thing whenever they're in school. Like, you're concerned about how they're doing well in school. Yeah, you're not concerned yeah. about how little Johnny's doing over there in the corner. Like, you just want to know how your kid is doing and how you can get better, which I understand that. I, ha I have my own kids. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, this is a coach. There's so many different moving parts. You know, yes. like you said, like, I've got this kid who can be a better skater and, you know, has a bunch of other really good tools. Okay, we got to bring him up there. Right. Well, I have this kid over here who's a really good skater and has got all these really good fundamentals. But, you know, we need to, like, get the yeah. mental part of the game up. You know what yeah. I mean? So you got to kind of bring everybody up and their little, you know, parts that they can get better at throughout yeah. the season and do it all at once. Oh, and also try to win some games. Oh, also have some fun, you know, like me. And so yeah. I enjoy it. I really, really do. But, you know, it's yeah. just, um, you know, it's just it can be, you know, a, quite a monster at times. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, are you guys ready for me to throw myself under the bus? Yeah, by all means, throw yourself under the bus, Adam. Matt Taylor, or Matt, you... do you want to do it? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'll be there. I'll, I'll maybe sit in the bus. I'm not yeah. gonna drive it. Obviously, you can't. You can't do that to your buddy. But I'll sit and watch. Most of, watch it go over the cliff. Most of the time. But here, here's here's the secret part. Is like, well, uh, Adam, tell us about you. Maybe some parents don't know. Okay, you were coaching and just. Go ahead and, re, you know, rehash that. You've got a JV team, correct? So I have a JV bronze team. JV bronze at, team at Mansfield. Okay. Man, Mansfield High School. Um, and I will say that we have a bunch of good kids. We have a bunch of good uh, parent groups. Like, we have, like, the, the organization itself is a good organization, and I've enjoyed coaching with them. But with that being said, I feel like there are times to where, I'm going to pick my words very wide. Go ahead. Go ahead. But I feel like to fill some air. No, <laughs> I feel like there are times to where um, this is at the point where and I think I've talked about this before, but like high school is competitive hockey. And I know that JV, whether it be JV, bronze, silver, I understand that we are trying to get kids to become better hockey players. And we're, we're really trying to uh, we're trying to get them to become better. But there is a certain point to where you say, like, well, we got maybe half the team that like really wants to win and compete and do the things. We have half the team that is just signed up for this. 
And the the only difference between, and you guys know this, the only difference between rec league star center hockey and high school hockey within the JV bronze level is checking. That's the only difference. When we were growing up, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, when we were growing up, there were teams that I didn't make. I was a good hockey player, like there were JV teams. They were. I used to feel like it was a thing where you made your team. You made the team, and you felt like you deserved to be there, but also making the team, it also proved that you had put the work in to become a part of that. I think that there are times to where there is a disconnect between the communication between what it is that we're doing. And there are times to where it's like, look, I'm completely, if you guys want to make this a rec league, I'm totally cool with that. But I'm going to coach competitively. I'm coaching to win. This is high school hockey. This is not rec league. And the funny part is, eh, season's almost over. We'll go ahead and say it. <laughs> At the beginning of the season, you have a meeting with all your parents and you say, hey, like we're in this to win. Like, this is competitive hockey. This is what you signed up for. You signed your kid up for this so that, and this is kind of a broad generalization, but this is, you are telling other people that don't know anything about hockey that your kid made the high school hockey team. And you're doing that for a reason, is because you felt like that should have been earned. As soon as it becomes an issue where parents are like, well, my kid missed a shift or this or that, I had a meeting at the beginning of the season saying, hey, are we in this to win or are we not in this to win? Because if we're in this to win in the third period, there's going to be some times. If we're getting blown out, everybody's going to play the same amount. Yeah. 100%. Right. If there's a chance to win, I'm going to give those kids that have put in that effort a chance to get what they put that effort into. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I it, do know it, what it, you mean. It, it, that it, makes it, sense. I mean, that's that's hockey across what? any competitive place that you look at anywhere like that is inherent in humans it's inherent in coaches who want to win that want the best out of their kids to be competitive to reward the players who are working the hardest and that are trying their best and and so you have not crazy here's the thing is and you said it you have to reward the kids that are trying their best yeah and they're like but it's it's almost like imagine that you go to work every day and you're working on a project but let's say it's a group project okay you're working on a group project Let's say that project, a lot of people are putting in a bunch of work, but there's some people that are not super into that project. That's fine. That's good. But when it's time for that project to go be presented, sure. you pick the people that put yeah. more effort yeah. in the project. Absolutely. Like, and, and, well, It's like I almost have to break it down into adult terms. Yeah. Like, <laughs> look, like I know you're upset, but your kid doesn't care that much. And I'm not throwing him under the bus, but your kid doesn't care that much that he is not a part of that, like, he doesn't care as much as you do because right. he knows that he's not invested in this the way that the kids that are playing right now are. Right. And the thing is, you have not communicated with your kid well enough because you're upset, but he's not because he knows that he hasn't put in the work to get to where the kids that are around the ice are. Right. And I don't think anybody should be entitled to that. It was any of that. You know, it wasn't that way when we were growing up. It, yeah. it wasn't. And here's the thing. It wasn't that way when we were growing up. No, not at and, all. And, and I, I know, I, I know, I know. It's really easy to sit here and blah blah blah. There's teams I haven't made. I felt bad. I tried to get better. I got like there. There's something to be gained from this. There I, is, but you exactly what you said is that the lessons that you're learning on the ice and give, you giving an example of trying to like connect that with like the real world situation because we already know like all these kids are not going to be playing hockey when they yeah. get older. Yeah. 
it makes sense. There's a parallel there. There's a lesson to be learned there, not just for hockey, but in life. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's just the way it is. And that's what I look back at my days and I think about that too. Right. Like, yeah. About a lollygag my way or on the ice and still been rewarded for all the things that I was doing. You're getting well, equal ice time. Probably wouldn't have been, you know, as motivated as a person I am now because I would have been like, well, what, you know, who cares, you know? Well, I can just do normal things and I'll still get, like, recognized and rewarded, you know? And but, that's not how, that's not the real world. But, but here's the biggest thing is that, like, it's not saying these kids are failures. It's just no, saying, not at all. It's saying they don't care as much about this one thing as these other kids. Sure. It doesn't mean that they don't care I mean, about. Some kids excel and some don't. It's okay. About certain things. Sure. They can, there's certain probably things. something else that they're way more interested in. Yeah, absolutely. Because I mean, it's not the sport that I'm trying to coach. Yeah. Even like, the kid that's not maybe as interested in hockey may be excelling way more in academics than the kid that oh, yeah, is, yeah, yeah. you know, out there like busting his ass to go and, and, and skate and be play hard. And that's, that's fine. And that's totally fine too. Yeah. But, but when rubber hits the road and it's time to get work done, like I'm going to put the kids out there that are more interested and more that there's a certain interest that you see right. within your kids. And I think that sometimes uh, it's like the, 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 what do you call them? Rose tinted glasses. It's the thing to where it's like, you're not seeing this clearly. Like you're not like, and it doesn't mean, and the other thing, it doesn't mean that your kid is a bad hockey player. It doesn't mean he's a bad kid. It just, it means that he might be more interested in like some other things. That's fair enough. Well, props to you for sticking to your guns because, yeah, you know, I mean. So far it's not, the, yeah. So far it's not going well. At the end of the day, I already see that too, even where I'm at, where parents, they try to jump the line, right? Yeah. One day it's all about winning and they're upset because we didn't win a hockey game. The next day we won a big hockey game, but maybe there's something else that they want to like pick yeah. up a little bit. And that doesn't change, I don't think. So yeah. props to you for sticking to your guns, being competitive, knowing what you wanted to accomplish at the beginning of the season and using that as what you were, you know, like your driving force as a coach and what you do and just sticking to your guns, man. But I just I just think it's funny that everybody agrees on it before the season starts. Oh, of course they will. They, they, they say, hey, we're they all want to win. win. And, and so their kid it. is not doing anything and sitting on the end of the bench because, you know. <laughs> but it, but it, it, at, at the end of the day, and I'll, I'll probably leave it at this, but it's just one of those moments to where it's like, your kid's probably good at so many other things. For sure. Like the fact that he isn't on the power play in hockey or whatever. Yeah. He's into other stuff yeah and you don't yeah. know it but he doesn't really care that he's not a fact <laughs> like you know what i mean like like he doesn't no, i know what you, mean. you need to talk to your kid because like yeah. he likes hockey but he's into some other stuff right. he's going to be successful he's going to do things like just because you're not successful in this one thing that right. you've decided for him means nothing Absolutely. like there's tons of people you know with that you could probably think of that maybe weren't as great as a hockey player, but they went on and still succeeded in life. Yeah. Well, so. yes, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. I can name <laughs> hundreds of thousands. Like most people are like, yeah, I was, a, I used to be a good hockey player, but yeah. turns out I'm doing just decent life now because I've uh, risen to challenges and things have come up in my way. And it's like, I, I just, and I don't have any kids, so it's hard for me to sit back and, ah. but yeah. at the end of the day, it's okay for your kids to face challenges and to overcome sure. obstacles and to be cut from teams and to, like, what do you think they're going to get every job that they go into? You think, like, yeah. like it's just, it's crazy. Like, yeah, it's, There's a lot of parallels there with lessons. It, it's it's one of those things that at the end of the day, you know, I've learned, I think I've learned more from my hockey coaches over the years of yep. things that weren't related to hockey yes. than, than anything else. I, yeah. mean, I couldn't tell you what, you know, my varsity high school coach said in practice probably any time. Now. Yeah. But yeah. I can guarantee you conversations we had in the locker room or, or, you know, at workouts, things like that, outside of that arena. Yeah. Like, I, I still remember these conversations, and I still, you know, some of that stuff still sticks in my head. And, and so, 
you know, having everything be focused on hockey is it's silly. It is, it could. especially at, at a you're talking under 16, 17 years old, yeah. like when it when it doesn't really matter. Um, but having having good um, you know people around these kids um, is is more beneficial than than anything. It's just teaching lessons. Yeah, it's really like it's really what it is. And I mean, the thing is, at the end of the day, like it would be really. And I talk about this uh, quite a bit, but it'd be really easy for any coach to be like, every line's going to roll the same. Every, you know, you're not teaching any lessons that way, though. I'm not saying that there shouldn't be hockey that exists that way where every kid gets, like, there is. That's called rec league. Yes, yeah. you know, exactly. There's a specific but, spot for people who are just like, hey, you know, we're not yeah, you but, know, here. But, 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 there, but there's also a spot, I think this is where it gets gray, is that there's, there's a spot to where you can focus on something and be like, this is the thing that I'm going to do. And this is what we're going to work on. And if you're into this, then we have a spot for you. But if you're not, then we don't. And that is also okay. Um, but I feel like the sometimes the parents' loud, uh, the voice is so loud that it, it almost like a, it kind of intimidates certain things and people. And it's just, I don't know. I'm, I'm not a huge fan of it. But I hope this ended up being a fairly positive. No, I mean, it is. <laughs> like, I feel I like think... we've just been ripping into parents. No, not at all. I, I think for you know for us who are coaches and that are in the position and understand everybody's opinions and perspectives like i was talking about earlier it that should be our focus we want the kids to play better we want them to be a better player from the beginning and we want them to better be a better person from the beginning of the season to yeah. the end of the season we want them to have fun we want them to succeed we want them to be better as a human as they come you know into our you know our coaching group and then they would move out. And that's it, right? Like, that's the only thing that really matters, I think. At yeah. the end of the day, that's all that matters. Yeah. No. Well, yes. That's, yes. Groups, yes. That's it. Is. That, that's it. There's, there's been something pretty cool I've noticed, you know, kind of sit in the stands um, that I don't think you get once you get a, you know, the kids start getting, you know, 10, 11, 12 years old is, um, you know, these kids are just learning the game and, and you're watching them out there and they're falling down and they're crashing into each other. Um, but every single one of them comes off the ice with this look like, I'm really proud of what I just did. Like their smiles are big. This is crazy. You don't you don't get that with a 16 year old. He comes off the ice. He's tired. He's yeah. happy. Maybe you know, depending yeah. on the outcome of the game. But these kids come off the ice are like genuinely proud. Yeah. of the things they've done. Um, they may have you know had a rough morning. Didn't want to put on their shin pads or something, right? Mm -hmm. But the time they get out there and they've skated around, um, they've they've got to talk to the coaches and had fun. Like they come off the ice and they're genuinely proud of the things they've done. Every single one of them. But I, I feel like a, a lot of that is, uh, like, when you're younger and you're having, like, because young kids don't, I mean, well, I'm going to try and say this the nicest way. They have some anxiety about life. They're young kids. They don't really know, like, when they wake up, they're not in control of a whole lot, you know. They're, they're pretty much getting pushed around by their parents. Uh, but at a certain point, they get out there and they're free. They're doing what it is that, like, you know, they want to do but they also have to overcome those obstacles on their own because they're not around their parents anymore you know they're not they're just they're having to figure it out on their own and i feel like a lot of it because when you go out for because is he part of the academy is that yeah. what it is mm -hmm. so he's doing the hockey academy a lot of that is i feel like just kids finally being on their own being with other kids and being like in a weird way party like this is fun we're skating around like we're running into each other we're being uh not just boys but girls but it's one that we're being boys and we're like smacking each other with sticks and we're like, it's just, it's cool to see, like, sometimes you can just see, like, a release of energy. And I was kind of talking to, uh, there was a plumber that came out to the Mansfield rink today, and he was like, I didn't even know there's a rink here. He's like, I gotta get, I gotta, <laughs> he's like, I gotta get my grandkids out here. 
It's like, yeah. yeah, you definitely have to get your grandkids out here because if you want them to like waste as much energy as possible, <laughs> get them on skates. Like they will be dead tired, dog tired by the time they get off of here. But it's one of those things where it's like, man, this is the place for them to be. If they're trying to be free, your their parents are on uh, the other side of the glass. Like, you know what I mean? Like they are alone. They are by, because there's so many times it's funny. You see like these, my games or academies and parents are like, hey, you need to do this. It's like, they can't hear you. You're you're on the other side of the glass. Like they, you cannot go out there. They know you can't go out there. They're gonna do what they want to do. They're having fun. You're gonna leave them alone. Like they're gonna be kids. They're gonna go out there. They're not gonna listen to you. They don't need to listen to you. They need to listen to their coaches. It's just this awesome kind of like. I feel like it's sometimes it's like the first time that they're like separated. You know, like they're separated from their kids and they can't handle it. But their kids are having a great time with other kids. You know. Does that make sense? No, it does. And I guess, like, I question even, you know, starting like Maddie did with his kids, you know, recently. Like, where do we lose that, you know? Mm. That's my question is, like, where do do we lose that? Because I I hear what Maddie's saying, and I've been there before, and I understand what he's saying. Like, you're just happy for the kids to go out there. You see them, you know, rising above and flying off, you know, from the nest to, you know, to, uh, you know, to be at a certain point. And that's happy for you know you're the parent and that's really that's a really like big moment it could be a big milestone the way you look at your child and some of the things you look at over the course of their entire life so you know how do we lose that whenever we get to the well, point where like you said where where he talks about with some of the older kids where they feel like man it's it's more difficult maybe it isn't as fuck they, they you know, like I, what happens in between i, I think they start they start being compared to kids like you know, I know Matt kind of compared a little bit of Braden's like, oh, there's some other kids that are a little bit better. But once you get like on a team, that's where people start getting compared. Right. And that's where parents don't like it. They don't like comparisons. And, and, it's- I, and I understand that. And that's fine. But they don't like comparisons. They don't like for anybody to say your kid is a little bit less good at this yeah. specific ac- activity. Right. They don't like that. I'm- and I, I like I without having kids, I understand that. But what do you want me to do? I don't know. Like. You know, there's there because there are truths, there are you know, skill sets. There are some people that are better than other kids, and sometimes that's not even at that age group. Wait a couple years, things could change. Like it's just, yeah. But so many people just kind of, I feel like it's the comparison, and I feel like it's mostly within parent to parent. There's a lot of parents that are like exactly, and I think one parent thinks their kid is better than another parent. All of a sudden, there's like a power shift. Exactly, and And it gets crazy. I feel like we have such a responsibility we have a great opportunity and maddie you may see this too whenever you know in the future you become a coach you know for 60 years or he will or like that. he will i'll make is sure that, he does is that there's an opportunity there's a responsibility there to bring those kids back to what you're talking about right now mm-hmm. back to ground zero back to the point where they are having fun and they can progress and they can you know fly away from the nest in whatever way they feel like they need to without having to worry about anybody. It's the stay in your lane kind of deal. Like you're good at this. You're good at that. Yeah. Let's work a little bit on this. No big deal. Yeah. And you, you'll be surprised at how much these kids will be brought up. If that's the focus, right? It's not about, well, you did this wrong or you did that bad. It's just a a focus on what they're good at. And Hey, there's an opportunity for us to get a little better here. You know what I mean? And I think that would go a long way for all these kids because they do the parents. Oh man. Like they, there's a lot of influence there because they're with their parents 95% of the time and they're with coach yeah. 5% of the time, right? So, yeah. Well, and, and, and the other in- interesting thing I think too is that I think a lot of these parents, they understand this, but they don't, is like your your kid is already naturally competitive or, or he is or he's not, but or she, he, she, 
is or is not. But it's one of those to where it's like your kid has to be the one that wants it. Like you can't want it for the kid. Like you got to just like, but most of the time you watch these mite games every once in a while. Like one of the little mites, eight use gets a little <laughs> hack, and like you'll see the, and then turn around. I'm like, yeah, compete, compete. Yeah, you know what I mean? wrong like, with that. Like, let your kids don't like, do anything. Let them yeah, we're gonna teach them not to do anything like bad or you know like no, dirty no, no, or no, like that. No. But by all means, yeah, have that competitive edge. Oh uh, yeah, if if we're gonna act like there's any hockey, I don't care what age group it is, that there's not gonna be a little hack and whack. Like that they're just learning it at that eight U or six right. U age group where they're learning like, hey, I don't like it that you did that. And I'm gonna stick up for myself. Yeah, I and mean, I'm gonna, and I love to see it because me that's too. The way I was that brought happened up. probably three games ago. We were in McKinney and we were losing the game. Somebody came after Camden, and one of the kids tried to hack and whack. He had the puck underneath his. He's a goalie. Yeah. Had the puck underneath his glove, completely. And some of the kid, one of the kids went over there and hacked and whacked. And I told my kids, I said, if you ever see yeah. any of these kids hacking and whacking the puck after the play, I don't mind if you. Stick check him and give him a shoulder. And you say, "Hey, mm-hmm. not happening." Yep. And I'll give a shout out. Gory Toth went over there <laughs> yeah. and stick checked the kid and gave him a shoulder and looked at him and said, "Hey, bud, that ain't yeah. happening." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And after the game, I went straight up to Gordy and I said, "Gordy, yep, I love it. Yep. All day, every day. You stuck up <laughs> for your teammate. You let him know that's not happening. Yep. And you know you were bold with what you did." And I was like, "I love it." You know what I mean? Yeah. So just no. like that. Well, that's it. You try and tell your kids that as much as you can, but some of them just don't seem to. Seem to want to do it, but it's good. It just, but that's a lot of team loyalty, and and that's all uh, all good things. But yeah, uh, stuff. What's crazy is that uh, we we're at uh, fifty some odd. <laughs> <laughs> we tried, we tried, we tried. It goes by quick. It does go by quick. Um, but this has been a very good evening. But uh, I know none of us are uh, rookies to the uh, shout out, if you will. Uh, both of you have done multiple shout outs and. I don't need to give you the rules because everybody's probably heard you guys before here on here. Um, but anyway, I want to start. I'll go first. Okay. Thank you, Rubes. Uh, just a shout out to everybody in Mansfield. Like that's where we spend a lot of our time. There's a lot of parents there, all different ages, all different competitive, you know, skill sets. And that's the one thing that I will say. It's not necessarily a shout out. It's just a, you know, like you don't realize how much further your kid is going to go. And I'll just say it. By just allowing them to have fun and be competitive without, you know, I guess sometimes, like you said, the power struggle at mm-hmm. times, you know, like just come together as a group and just really understand what matters most. Try to envision, you know, for some of these kids 10 years from now and that, you know, 99% of the kids aren't really going to go off and do anything in hockey. Mm-hmm. Well, what did it all mean looking back at it? What was the most important part of the entire journey? Was it winning? Was it being better than the other kid or was it really growing the kids as just people? Yeah. What's more important, you know? And we'll, yeah, to the day, we'll be competitive all the way down to the very game. That's the way we're going to do it. But at the end of the day, what what matters most for you and for your child? That's it. Well, Man, that was a, that was a great shout out. Yeah, I got to go after that now. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> so he's like, I'll go first, Matt Taylor. Yeah, you had that one, Wayden. Um, listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna shout out. Uh, we've been talking about you know the kids and coaching. I'm gonna shout out the the coaches that do the hockey academy stuff that are working with all these kids that have never skated before. Um, there's there's kids that go out there in like baseball helmets, and I mean every every image you have of like District Five from the Mighty Ducks. There's kids that go out there like that, and they're 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 on their hands and knees like working with these, getting them to stand up, getting them to to bend over. Um, and, and so, so guys like, like Chris and Skyler and, and, and Milty, um, you know, it's, it's, you know, 
it's a job, but also like it's a job that, you know, they could kind of just skate their way through and they don't. Um, it's a lot of work picking these kids up every time, especially as you get older, man. Bending down is not as easy as it was 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. Carrying these, you know, these, these 30, 40, 50 pound kids. Um, and it's a lot of work. And, 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 you know, seeing that every week that they're out there helping out is it's really cool. So shout yeah. out to those guys. Well, hey, yeah, definitely shout out to those guys. And uh, if I can add anything to that, what's funny is like when you're talking about Skyler, like I would consider Skyler because he's old school, kind of like me. Uh, we grew up, we're the same age, grew up playing travel uh, against each other, not together, but against each other. But he's what you would call like a big, tough guy. You know what I mean? He's a big whatever and he's dealing with five-year-olds that can be like no like you know what i mean skyler's a 200 plus six foot three whatever but he still finds a way to communicate well with you know being an old school hockey guy and being and i think that that's really what it is because there's times where he'll come talk to me because you know we're both the type that you know we were run through the boards as kids or we were you know we all grew up around the same time it was just one of those like our coaches didn't have to be easy with us or light with us but it's kind of funny just kind of seeing uh, him, especially him, but also, you know, myself just kind of, you know, realizing like, OK, like there needs to be a softer touch. Like there's a softer touch to it, especially when you're dealing with five, six, seven year olds or whatever. But speaking on Skyler, and this is not my shout out, but it's been awesome to see him because he's a really good hockey player. But just this kind of like big giant person just getting a little bit softer to deal kind of with these like younger kids i mean that in the best way like it's just it's really kind of cool to see because it's just you well, imagine what those three and four year olds see when they look up at skylar during those sessions yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's just look like up a, to the ceiling yes, fair, coach skylar. but the thing is, is like he he still coaches like our coaches used to coach and it's just he he kind of he was brought up the same way as me and we talk about it quite a bit but it's just like our coaches expected things from us and we couldn't just, you know, there was no talking back. There was no, um, so we're kind of having to adapt a little bit. I'm not saying that it's good to talk back to your coaches, but you know, we're just having to adapt because, uh, things change. And I, I just, I think that that's important, but, uh, anyway, I'm going to have like a dual shout out. Can I have two? Why am I show Adam? Can I do whatever you want? Matt Taylor. Can I have two? We'll we'll allow two. We'll allow two this time. (laughs) All right, so my first shout-out is going to be I am going to commentate a um, uh, a memorial game. Uh, this is at Farmer's Branch. Uh, this is going to be on Saturday, February the 12th um, at 2 p.m. So there is going to be, let's see, sorry, I need to make sure that this is uh, correct. Uh, the memorial will be from 1 to 2.30 Central Time, and the game will be from 2.45 uh, to 3.45. So if you are looking to check out a good uh, memorial grain memorial game at farmer's branch this is for bruce traeger um anyway i was i was kind of contacted to uh do this i, I did not know him personally um but i've had a, enough of the right people reach out to me ask me if i want to be a part of this uh it's kind of a no-brainer i guess he was a huge hockey fan um but i'll reiterate that again um that this memorial game will be at farmer's branch uh from 245 to 345 um, and it'll be fun. This is, uh, this is just for fun. But, uh, anyway, if you, uh, need any further information about it, uh, you can uh, reach out to Tiffany, uh, Bushi. I think I uh, said that correctly. Um, but either way, I will be there, um, this Saturday and, um, from everything I've been told, uh, huge hockey fan. And that's the reason uh, why we're doing the thing. 
my second dairy shout out um, is going to be for what we did tonight, Chris Rubio. Um, it was very nice to kind of come back. Um, I enjoy uh, trying to go uh, and do, I, I hate the word interview, and I feel like I've been doing interviews lately. And when people call them interviews, sometimes it gets a little tough. Um, but I think all I'm trying to do is kind of just create uh, open dialogue for people uh, within the Dallas-Fort Worth community uh, to do things. But sometimes I feel like um, some of those best conversations happen amongst friends around fire and fear, possibly some of those times. And possibly. Not, and, not, <laughs> and not necessarily uh, chasing around. And although they, they've all been good, and I've loved uh, these episodes, but um, sometimes I think the most to be learned uh, is just from, I don't know, good friends around a fire, a uh, couple beers, and uh, mutual respect. Am I right, Chris Rubio? You are right. It just uh, feels good for the soul. Yes. That's the only way I can say it. Yes, and uh, it feels like, in a weird way, less work. We're still putting out episodes, and just as a, I guess we're going to do a triple uh, shout-out, um, but the idea is that we will, within the next few weeks, start doing um, more, uh, we'll call mobile uh, mobile podcasts, um, people will be on Zooms. We're going to figure out a way to make them sound just as legit if we were, um, you know, sitting across with somebody. Um, but at the end of the day, we're kind of running out of people in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And uh, <laughs> so uh, I know a lot of people that live outside of the Texas area. And so I'm going to start getting some of those uh, people on. But um, Chris Rubio, thank you so much, uh, as usual, for allowing us to come. Thank you for and being record and do the things and being a part of the podcast and just being you. We love it. It's so much fun. Thank you for doing what you do, Adam. I mean, the podcast, a lot of people love it. It's hockey talk, something they can sit down and listen to that they can really get into and that they can relate to. And, and uh, whether it's somebody new that they meet every single week or if it's topics like we talked about today where a lot, I know a lot of parents are out there that can really relate to maybe some of the things that are going on. Always a great listen. So thank you. Well, Chris Rubio. I uh, I like being back here. We were gonna do this again. We're gonna, of course, we're gonna try and send it back to the old school days here in a bit. But uh, either way, um, I guess it's the Matt Taylor list. Matt Taylor has he's had to leave. He has a game. He has a men's league. <laughs> he's he had to go. He's gone. The clock was ticking. Out. I know. I could see it. I, he kept looking. I was like, I'm so sorry. We're gonna Steve try. And... Seagulls were calling. Yeah, we're like, gonna. Where are you, Matt like, Taylor? Uh, but either way, uh, we do appreciate Matt Taylor being here. Chris Rubio, I always appreciate you being here. Cheers, uh, but here's the Matt Taylor list. Uh, you can check us out on uh, Spotify, iTunes, uh, Facebook, um, Instagram. You can check us out in those places. Chris Rubio, where can they check out uh, Rube's Bruce? Uh, per usual, Facebook and Instagram. I uh, just want to shout out everybody who's recently joined, you know, those groups, Facebook and Instagram followers. We have just a lot of really good new quality followers you know the family the rubes family has just growing steadily and i just really appreciate everybody um just look out for the game they're going to have here soon and look out for the new beers and the new koozies and always got plenty of merch uh shirts oh i forgot about this we're gonna get some new hats soon some new snapbacks mm -hmm. totally forgot about that <laughs> send it so get at me for all the things because uh you know we're doing the beer we love it and we just love to you know get out with you guys and Find out what it is, what you like, and just give everybody the good beer. So. All right. Well, hey, uh, Rubes, I think it's been an awesome episode. Feels like, you know, kind of just being back in the spot, not traveling around. 
doing good things, uh, educating the community. Maybe I love it. Bit. Cheers, buddy. All right, cheers. Hey, uh, we got episodes coming out every Thursday. Hope you like this one. And um, yeah, we uh, we look forward to you uh, taking us out every Thursday. All right, later, guys.